0: So Connection podcast network listeners, it's time in your house. It's time, of course. The show we're covering tonight, but this is the Wrestling Warzone, a Monday Night Wars podcast retrospective series. I'm JT, and joining me as Eva is my partner, Chad. Chad, how are you?
1: Doing pretty good. Uh, it's usually exciting when we do a pay per view, but yeah. Not WWF. On tight, no? Well, WWF didn't care
0: about it. I don't know how much we're supposed to care about reviewing it. We'll see. That's true. <laughs> um, I'd ask how you're doing, but we were we were together recently, so I think we we're all yeah. caught up probably on that. But anything happened in the last day you'd like to <laughs> you'd like to update on? Or you watching
1: the Sopranos. Made oh, it through right. That's made loose. it through college already.
0: Oh, so. geez, all right, you're cruising. Oh um, <laughs> I know. I think I'm gonna at some point, and it's not I've I probably watched it more recently than you, so I'm just not quite there yet, but
1: yeah. It was just easy to put on the plane, uh, right. so I watched like two episodes, and then I watched two episodes today, or three, I think. Um, also watched Die Hard on the plane. That was a pretty fun plane movie to watch. Christmas
0: movie.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Who cares? I don't. <laughs> that's, um, it's like, that's like my least favorite debate every time <laughs> that comes up. That's like, all right. It's An old one for sure. That's that's basically the is Montreal a
0: uh of work <laughs> of the uh, well. Stay tuned to a future episode of No Holds Barred. Yeah. Um, the uh, I did finish Chelsea King uh, on my flights, uh, and I had a great finale, so I was excited excited about that. Hopefully, okay. Season two, <laughs> season two. We're talking mob shows. It's a mob show.
1: I don't know. You don't like it. I'm just not. A, I'm not a very big uh, Stallone guy. No, I, I think he's so. really good in it. Yeah. I don't. I always kind of find him like a a little low energy. I mean, he's like
0: seventy five now. Yeah, but even
1: like in Rock, you know, like in Rockies, done and out. There's a lot of you know a lot of
0: like ooh, 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 moments. What was me? It's a tough, <laughs> tough line here. All right, all right. All right. Whatever succession, I watched some more succession. Yeah, okay. I do need to see season three. How's the energy on that? All right, energy's okay. <laughs> I get into season two. I went through like five episodes on between the flights so that they're, they're, they're long, they're long. <laughs> I, did, I was sitting next to cousin Greg, I think, on one of my flights. I looked just like him. Um, but yeah, I think I'm into like the second episode of season two, so I made some progress. I watched the first episode of the series like three times because I would start it. And then I'd get into something else and I didn't remember anything about it. So I'd go back. And it's, but on the third take, I finally like had the room to like go with it. But even now, I hadn't watched it in a while, but I was kind of out of things like for a plane binge. So I decided to try and get into it now. I'd say I'm pretty, pretty into it now that I'm this far along and watched a bunch in a row. Yeah. I
1: I like season two better than season one. So
0: yeah, it, it seems that way. I mean, I think season one, they were still figuring a lot of shit out. Like season two, you could tell they definitely have command of their characters like way more right. for sure uh, uh all right <laughs> i'll tell you what doesn't have command of the characters <laughs> it's a in late 1996 Correct. that's for sure um so before we get into the show tonight which is in your house this time the final day of pay-per-view in 1996 any uh Meltzer news and notes we want to hit on or are we all nothing clear? real
1: big nothing huge leading in uh on the show we see cibernetico and p-roth who we mm-hmm. talk about but that I mentioned that last time that they'd locked up the AAA guys. Yep, that's kind of the biggest thing right now between both companies is they locked up the AAA guys, so WCW decided they needed to lock up the guys they're featuring because right. they didn't want them to get rated. So,
0: so I guess they've indirectly on? helped all those guys that are probably just getting paid. Yeah, for, in some ways, whatever. I got them all contracts.
1: So. Yep, Conan should yeah. be. Yeah. Happy that his boys signed with WWF.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm over talking about
1: it. Yeah, I mean this is a weird venue for a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. A lot of the in-your-houses are. So it's the West Palm Beach Amphitheater. Yeah, auditorium. Uh, currently, it's uh, a Jehovah's Witness center. <laughs> so. They, they bought it a while ago and renovated it, but it's on the water. It also has kind of like a pyramid shape. It looks sort of like the Memphis Pyramid a little bit.
0: So. It had like a moat, too, that obviously we'll see later. Yeah. Um, I, mean, that was kind of, I thought it was kind of a cool setting, but yeah, for like the was a major favorite. Yeah, it's it's on brand within your houses. Like From the very first one at the On Center, the, and then the one in Omaha we watched, it looked like it was in a barn. I mean, we've been in some pretty unique locations it's
1: always it's, it's usually never good if you can see like the custom food and drink concession sign <laughs> right next to the entranceway on a uh, yeah. on a
0: pay-per-view i mean there's only 5700 people in attendance so it's it's small i mean right this is where they're at oh, right now, you know we're
1: also one time so uh during the show said so, like we could have filled a whole lot more i mean maybe yeah
0: you know? <laughs> They we will see, like, you know, we're not far from them running big arenas for raw, like, that's coming in within yeah. like, a month.
1: I kind of don't know why they didn't do the uh Florida Panther Stadium and Sunrise. If right. they didn't want to do like whatever the American Airlines or whatever it was called in Miami, they could have done the Florida Panther Stadium and Sunrise and probably done okay.
0: Yeah, also I was was that they, they were trying to keep the small feel for these shows and also knowing they may not draw as much as a standard pay-per-view. I mean, they've had now two years of evidence of what these things draw. So we haven't been tracking it. I guess we go look back at like what previous senior houses have been doing, but it's probably not dramatically different. I mean,
1: pay-per-view. yeah. I mean, I don't think the building in Saginaw is that big either.
0: So. Right. So it's like pretty much on brand. I mean, they did run Market Square Arena for Buried Alive. So that was like 10,000. Mind Games was a core state, that so was 13,000. International incident fourteen thousand. Yeah, in
1: your house three's fifty one forty six.
0: Uh, are a dog was six thousand the first night, which was what we'll go by. In your house
1: four's shockingly ten thousand three thirty nine. Just see Paul, dog, and Davy. Hershey's seventy two. Omaha is
0: almost ten thousand in Omaha. That surprised me. I thought that was more like a. looked like an airplane hangar when you look at it.
1: Yeah. I mean, Louisville, the Louisville Gardens is only 5,500 is what it says. Yeah, almost 10,000 for that. Beware of dog, 6,000 in Florence and 4,500. And the other, of course, in Vancouver, they killed it, 14,804, which is crazy. Philly was 13,000. And market square was near six yeah. uh ten thousand. So this is the lowest in a while. Right. And I believe UTC is a little bit bigger. Yeah, sixty four hundred. So this th- I mean this is the may last be, small one they do, mm-hmm, like way. real small one.
0: Yeah. Yep, I believe so. It also features one of your favorite tropes of nineteen ninety six that we have technical difficulties. Uh <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know what was going on tonight.
0: But they don't say much on the pay- shows much. I think they talk about it more like on Raw the next night. Um, but because of those events, they ended up having it for free on Direct TV, Quest TV, and Viewer's Choice days later because of all the issues. <laughs> so I mean, it's been a running you, theme.
1: Yeah, usually it's like with a storm or something going outside. But I mean, Executioner and Tager go out there. It didn't look like it was.
0: That's assuming it was recorded. Severe that weather. Night. I don't know if we have any info on that, but it wouldn't shock me if that was cut. Cut well in. that could surely that couldn't have been cut because
1: you can see fans out there so unless yeah. they were just like loitering around or they
0: got a hundred extras which i don't just seems was. like a risk to have terry gordy have to climb back up out of that <laughs> pond to make it back to the ring
1: <laughs> i mean they could have done that earlier in the night right
0: but. yeah maybe while the matches other stuff was going on they were filming that Possibly. But it seems like a risk though with people out there doing that like usually if you're doing that it's when no one's around yeah
1: i actually i'll i'll I'm going to say that was live. Yeah. Although he did book it back in the
0: arena pretty good. Right? I mean, he gets there fast. So and mm-hmm. they helped him up. Yep. All right. December 15th, 1996. Like we said, it's our last pay-per-view of the year. A very basic opening video. It's all about Brett and his quest to get the world title back. We get our little opening animation. We got Vince McMahon, Jerry the King Lawler, Jim Ross. Uh, Welcome us in here to West Palm. And we get opened up with Flash Funk taking on Leaf Cassidy. <laughs> little bit ecw vibes to this i guess uh you know funk still just a month in you know leaf will be in ecw soon enough over the next year or so um but he's looking angry i, I mean i guess he's solo he's kind of at a crossroads now jr even says it um you know, Gennetti. we know he got banged up at Survivor Series. I don't know if we see him again or not. We'll, we'll find out, I guess. Uh, and yeah, I don't know if they're yeah, going to get he behind show up deep on Nitro. That's right. <laughs> That's true. At some point. Uh, he's definitely going to show up there. I, he, I don't know if we see him again at the WF or, or not. We'll see. Yeah, uh, I'm just
1: saying that might be the next time we see him. Yeah. Right.
0: JR says uh, Flash Funk's the best in the game at high flying. Uh, he dances out the fun Cats. A very long entrance. Uh, again, the audio screwy. Yeah. I think we talked about the uh, issues. Vince is dancing with the fun oh. Cats. Jr. J- 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 goes, "There is the leader of the WF. Yeah. I didn't come to dance. I came to call a match." Uh, so he's all bitter still. So yeah, right out of the gate, we know we're getting angry Jr. After that. Uh, yeah, you got something.
1: Uh, yeah. So they. It looks like he's on one one Raw coming up, okay. Marty. Real real quicky. And then, yeah, he's gone till he's done. Nitro for another year, year All or right. so.
0: Yeah. So I'll be curious what they do with Leaf. You know, I know he's around for a bit. Um, yeah. I so mean, this are... felt like a litmus test for him. Yeah. Well, it looks like maybe I don't think it's a litmus test or a push. I think it's more likely it's a litmus test. Um, to use him as the ha- the steady hand, right? The guy that's going to help mm-hmm. get other guys over, a gatekeeper yep. kind of guy. So we'll see if this role suits him, and then. I mean, I know he doesn't show up in DCW until, like, end of 97, so I don't know how long he must put around for a while. Yeah. Because um, I don't maybe. think, like, the head stuff starts till the very end of 97, so. <laughs> right. Oh, boy.
1: Uh, y'all, you hadn't, he, y'all hadn't tracked? He hadn't showed up yet? Or I think, he's, at, or he just I think he's, like,
0: just starting to pop up. I don't I, know if, we're, if where we're at. He's done the head thing. Like, I'm watching a little bit ahead, so I, I've seen yeah, a bunch of it. Yeah, right. I know he returns before that starts, so he's nah, there. For a bit. Yeah,
1: I'm looking at his. Uh, I mean, he's on a lot of Rose War, Wars. Wars I thought so in '97. It's, yeah, yeah. it's nothing big, but it's it's like when it looks like whenever they had to throw. Not, I'm going to say a lot, but he's on a smattering. It's kind of like when they had to throw someone out there. They did, and it looks like yeah, around. Um, yeah, around the uh, end of July he was out of there.
0: Yeah. So I think that's around when he goes to ECW because he shows up for a bit like before um he starts doing the Yeah, stuff. he's at
1: Hardcore Heaven versus R V D. Right. Yeah. And, yep, and he's since, there consistently since. Yep. It looks like uh like end of November's when he starts consistently being on TV. End right. of November, first of December.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. There we go. So we get him for a bit. We'll be talking about him for a bit. We'll see how he pans out. Uh, we get some easing in, we get to, we get some dancing i some dancing into a lockup and trade off of early control. Vince talks up Rocky, my via's big free for all win earlier tonight to Rassl sincere. Uh, Flash is working the arm. Ross butchers a Vince McMahon Don Cornelius joke he, and calls him Don Kirchner as the arm work continues. I don't, I don't know what he was trying to do. I don't know if he meant to say Don Cornelius and said Don. I don't know. He was he was trying too hard on that one. It was the usual convoluted JR joke, trying to make too many references at once. Um, we get more arm work. Funk grinds away, keeps Leaf grounded. Funk works the midsection. He's sick into moving. Hits a sloppy cross body block after slipping. Funk goes back to the arm. Leaf counters into a Rana, into a front powerbomb to take over. A lot of debate um, about aerial wrestling uh, on commentary. It's pros and cons. Snow's hammering away with fists and headbutts. Knocks Funk over the top of the belly to belly. Cassidy comes back with a springboard somersault plancha. Chuck's Funk back inside. Vince is talking about Riddick Bowe and <laughs> Andrew Galata. They're <So> all <laughs> over the place. Uh, Leaf gets two on a dropkick to the back of the head as Jarrah says King uses the Lord Littlebrook dropkick when he wrestles. Leaf cranks a chin lock, but Funk kicks free, flips out of a powerbomb and knocks down Leaf. Leaf catches Funk in the air. It's a powerbomb and goes to a reverse front face lock, slams Le- uh, Funk down, but whiffs on a top rope moonsault. Funk punches and kicks and gets the springboard enziguri, knocks Leaf out to the floor. Funk follows with a high cross body. Back of the ring, Funk slams Leaf, gets a top rope moonsault for two. Leaf comes back with a clothesline. We get a flurry of roll-ups into near falls, into a Funk enziguri. Funk, it's a back suplex and finishes him off with the 450 for the win. Uh, this is solid, but it was also clunky. Um, I, I think the memories of this match actually hold it. A little too high, probably. It may have this was my mind. I remembered it being pretty good, but I feel like the buzz out there like historically is that this is like oh like a cool match and uh w- was a showcase. But I thought they actually struggled with a lot of the spots. Um I think it was a big match relief, like we talked about. It. The show he's not just a clown, like it's a part of the rockers, and it was a spotlight for him. I thought Flash flashed a little bit here um but it wasn't consistent enough to and we saw that in the raw match too we talked about it um you know he should be open in the throttle more it was a good way to start the show it's a quality win for flash i went two and three quarters which i would consider you know definitely a letdown from what i've expected coming in and i know scorpio wasn't just a high flyer like i watched enough of zcw stuff to know he worked at grounded style where he mixed in the high spots but to me they're bringing him in here to be an opening cruiserweight match guy, right? Right now, like this is what they're looking for, is what WCW is doing. So I would have made this much more of like a high flying style versus like a hybrid. I would have just had him hit all the spots: the bomb, the moonsaw, you know, like empty the empty the barrel. Right? Like, we still haven't seen that. We saw the raw match in this, where it was like, yeah, he's just working like everyone else. Like, and uh, to me, that's not what they're looking for out of him. The way they talk and present him is like, oh, he's this great aerial artist, and he can be, but just have to do a sprint where he's flying around for six minutes, right? Versus like a ground and pound with leaves. So.
1: I went two and three quarters too. I I agree. I thought it was, I thought it had some nice high spots, but also very inconsistent as well. Uh, For me, I think it's more of an overall, this this is actually where I'll give, I don't know. Like I don't want to give WWF a pass because I don't think the flash funk gimmick's good at all. But I think it'd be easy, and I think this is where I stray from even, like, the most hardcore, uh, some of the – like, this made the yearbook, and with the yearbook, the amount of matches in full were very limited. Like, this was the only thing in full that made it from this pay-per-view. They clipped the main event. Right, Um, and I think that was kind of the catalyst because Scorpio is just one of these guys. I felt like in that circle, I'm consistently lower on, whereas a lot of people think he may be like a high end match uh, wrestler of the year contender, especially for North America. Ninety six, yeah, ninety six. I don't know. I just, I just never see it. I, I think he. It's it's weird, like in some matches he has the character work down and some matches especially in ECW in some matches he has the aerial moves down mm-hmm. and I just don't think like they usually ever come together. Uh I thought I thought they didn't for sure here. So I think this would have been an easy match, to, like pinpoint and say, oh well it's the gimmick that like held right. this match back, but I think it's the work actually. Like mm-hmm. I think this is a cool match if you do like a two minute video highlight package. Because Leaf going on offense with the belly-to-belly suplex is a cool spot where Flash takes a great bump to the floor. But then he gets back in the ring. They don't do nothing. They do nothing to capitalize on that. Right. And then some of Flash's high-flying offense looks really good. Some looks awful. Um, (laughs) Just looks a little off. (laughs) Even I'll say, like, the 450 that he hits with for the finish, like, I'm sure it didn't feel great for Leaf because his knees come down right on top of Leaf's stomach or whatever, sternum. Uh, So just overall, I I felt like the match didn't have any consistency, didn't really tell a story. On commentary, when Ross would actually call the action, I thought he did a really good job. It made me kind of... Wonder if he was still in WCW? I think he'd done really good calling the cruiserweight stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Uh But um, and in some ways, this felt like a response to the cruiserweight stuff, like their version. But right. It didn't didn't hold up. So two and three quarters. I mean, it's fine, but yeah. it's it's disjointed. I I don't know if it's remembered or not.
0: But I mean, I think there's a lot of. Better. I think it's definitely remembered, but it's like oh, I, I think it's one maybe it isn't hasn't been watched enough. To really have the right... It's like one of those ones that's in the back of your head. Like, oh yeah, I remember that was a... Cool, like Kid and Hakushi, right? That's one we always reference in 95. It's like, in your mind at the time, it, it like stands out more, right? That was better than this, but right. um, it's not like the classic that you thought, maybe, at the time. Nah. I also think... I think Scorpio's best stuff is in ECW because the sloppiness plays there. like Because it's, it's a little grittier presentation, especially in the era he's there before they get... He's gone before they get kind of cleaned up, so like him missing spots or barely, you know, maybe coming down heavy or awkwardly. And it's just like easier to hide there for whatever reason. Whereas here, it's like, you're looking for him to really nail some of these spots clean. And that's, that's the goal that they brought him in for. And he's like, still kind of, you know, sloppy and that's fine. But then make him like a street fighter. Don't make him like this slick looking dude. (laughs) You know, like that's supposed to be like pristine and on point. You know what I mean? Say he's like a, you know, he's a brawler who can fly and he's not going to be pretty. Right. Like that's kind of what you're, Trying to—that's what you should be presenting them as, right?
1: It's disappointing. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this may honestly be his best. I was gonna say match. if this didn't hit,
0: I don't know what what's to come. I know yeah. he's got one infamous Raw match. um I think it's in the spring. It's during the ECW feud stuff. I think he fights. See the RVD or Sabu. I think he fights on Raw. And so other than this, that might be his best match. But if it's Sabu,
1: that's encouraging. I do like him once Sabu.
0: Yeah, if I can't. It, it, it's a raw match right so i think it's like five right. minutes or whatever you know what i mean so it's probably not gonna be much that may
1: be a yeah. error though i mean that's what i think for this match if you cut this right. down yeah. like i know this was before video packages but if you could have done like a youtube highlight video of this match in two minutes it yeah. would look cool but yeah so
0: if they cut this down they could have probably found another match for this card i mean there's a lot of guys out on the show right so i mean mankind's not fighting i know he kind of does in that other match but you know, Austin, yeah, like, I mean, you look at party, the, like, you know. the final matches, they're all
1: stuck in there. Yeah. Like the untelevised.
0: All right. Ross plugs the Royal Rumble 97 home video, which hasn't even happened yet. So, those, <laughs> I, I was wondering if this was like the Coliseum video version yeah. of this. So, like, the it Rumble has had already happened, maybe. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. So, he plugs it coming March 11th. Uh, we then get to the ring for our tag team title match, which is Razor, Ramon, and Diesel taking on Owen Hart, the British Bulldog. Um, this match was kind of thrown together. Very Razor thrown and Diesel. Together. We, we thought they were done. For, for, we knew they weren't gone, but we thought maybe they were done for any kind of push. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I mean, I guess outside of Furnace and Lafon, there's no other teams. So I guess this is it. I mean, the guns are done. <laughs> the Godwins are kind of not presented as any kind of threat on any level. And so if they didn't want to burn off Furnace and Lafon yet because they wanted to make this more of an angle, I don't know. I don't, I mean, this is probably your only choice, I guess. Uh, If Marty's hurt too I don't know what they could have done Um, No one's around Uh, Ramon and Diesel are barely out of the locker room And Ross is already whining about the fans booing I think they take a half a step out of the curtain They're already booing on these fine young athletes Uh, (laughs) Ross says they need good leadership And if they stick to their solid game plan And concentrate the gold's going to be theirs We go backstage where Kevin Kelly is with Owen Bulldog and Clarence Mason. He asked about their lack of focus lately, their continuity. And he says, Steve Austin is the reason why, but Bullog and Owen both kind of shrug it off and say things are fine. We then get clips from earlier on the day on superstars, uh, which is interesting now because superstars has moved to Sunday. So they kind of use it almost as like a pay-per-view pregame, like earlier in the day. Mm -hmm. So instead of doing, um, they kind of do the old school hybrid where like there's some matches with different commentators that they throw back and forth to and they do live stuff at, at the building which i thought actually added a little bit to this having some of those things live earlier in the day um and it was on that that bulldog wanted to attack steve austin but before he could razor and diesel attack the champion so bulldog's still looking kind of for revenge from austin trying to bust him up on raw ross just keeps slipping up uh, when talking about razor and diesel's game plan like they're playing it like he's in with them, like he knows the plan, but he's trying to act like he's, you know, impartial a little bit. Diesel and Owen start up. Owen dodges a charge, hammers away, but Diesel shrugs him off. Ross says these guys aren't 50 years old, bald with our artificial body body parts when he's trying to defend them. Of course, shots at Hogan and Piper. Uh, C and Piroth from AAA come down the aisle to watch, and Vince says they'll be at the Royal Rumble. Uh in San Antonio. Diesel knocks Owen to the floor. Razor and Bulldog reset. Razor works the arm as uh the uh luchadors head off. We get a, a very quick stay from them. They don't really do much. Bulldog comes back, hammers away as the crowd wakes up because Steve Austin is sauntering to ringside. Bulldog gives up a pin cover, he slides out right away, jumps Austin. They roll, which I did like. I like that he wasn't like he was distracted by him. He saw him, he, he hates him and he went to go attack him. He wants to fight. So that was good. Um They roll around throwing fists until the officials come out and break it up. Ross is freaking out that Bulldog could get counted out because he doesn't want Razor Diesel to win that way because he wants them to win the belts. Austin is driven back as Bulldog goes in and takes some shots from Ramon. Owen tags in. Now they start to work the arms. Owen hits a nice missile dropkick for two. Diesel hooks the ropes and Owen falls to the floor. Diesel throws him into the post. Diesel keeps working him over the ring. Ross uh, called out that this would be the plan. Uh... Uh, working owen's back i guess hitting a big side slam along the way ross barks at diesel to cover but diesel slugs away and tags razor razor gets two on a followaway slam goes to a neck vice diesel and razor continue to tag and work over owen diesel misses an elbow drop ross is angry with the fans on the way they treat diesel diesel and razor continue to power down owen until diesel eats an elbow and a boot on charges owen hits an enziguri makes a tag bulldog comes in hot with a flurry cleans house as jr laments razor's big mistake Bulldog gets two on a leg drop. He takes Razor over with a great vertical suplex for an air fall. Things break down as all four men throw down. Diesel catches Owen, and Bulldog drop picks and bolts over the top where they slug it out on the floor. In the ring, Bulldog tries a power slam on Razor, but Razor slips free, loads up the Razor's edge. In comes Owen with a spin heel kick, and Bulldog rolls through with a jackknife cover uh, for the win. So it was a a pretty smooth finish. It was kind of maybe like a harken back to, like, the Rockers Orient Express at or rumble 91 kind of thing where it's like you set up one move. It's a bang, bang into a roll up. I don't know where you're,
1: you're comparing. This not at that level, that. not at okay. that level, but it was that type
0: of finish. It was like gotcha. setting up a, a finish and there's a convoluted sequence to get you there. It was executed. Well, um,
1: it's like me putting on a tuxedo and say, I'm pulling off the George <laughs> Clooney. look.
0: Don't don't doubt yourself. Okay. Uh, JR's angry at the ref because he allowed the illegal man to come in. Austin comes in after the match. He takes out Bulldog's leg again and then Owen checks on him as Austin's taken to the back by the officials. And that's that for this segment. Another clunky match. Um, Just a lack of a face heel dynamic overall really (laughs) hurt it. Uh, Razor and Diesel just do not resonate with the fans at all. Like Ross is trying to bitch about it but it's legit like no one wants to see this the match was slow the distractions didn't help but at least it added some excitement on the other side i guess by having everyone keep coming out because the match itself they i think they knew was gonna be a mess so they might as well use it for storyline stuff um they hit the home point it was bulldog giving up a pin to get distracted by austin and owen is pissed about it like he wants to focus and that screwed him up um so whatever you know, Razor and Diesel are out of gas. They got their one big tag match out of them. They got their angle out of them. Like this really should be it for them. <laughs> like um, the division needs maintenance big time. Like we just talked yeah. about. Like they got nobody at all. Um, and EC- WCW has like a, an embarrassment of riches on the tag scene.
1: Yeah.
0: Like half those teams don't get any spotlight. Like I know, but Bagwell just turned. But like American males, French Canadians, Nasty Boys, like these teams that aren't really doing much there could have been like champions here, you know I mean? But they're all just kind of, they are not doing much. Even ECW has teams they could have, they could have poached and brought in, you know, and done something with um, just kind of sitting around, but you know, Saturn had just jumped uh, or, or would jump, you know, in the future to to WCW I mean over the next few months, but like, could they have tried to grab the eliminators? Like I think they're someone that could have come in and been stars out of the gate. Like we'll see them briefly on a raw in the new year. So that's a team I think that could have worked like it's you know I gonna say, "Oh, the gangsters or whatever obviously that wasn't going to fly at this point for them but I mean the eliminators were workers like workers in their style that could have been conducive to this the pitbulls too like I mean there's two big ju- juiced up guys throwing dudes around like there were teams out there they could have poached the PG-13 like we saw them briefly I guess I mean they will be back soon but anyway there's teams out there they could have brought in um that would have made a difference. Uh one last note too, Ross as the cheerleader was too much. It just domin- again dominated the match. Like it was it was it was just too much. It was way over the top, like him cheering them on. Like I, it's stupid that just make him the freaking manager if that's what we want to do. Like having him play dumb, but then be clearly like it was funny when Bobby would do it, I guess, back in the day, but like for him it just feels like forced. Yeah. Just too much happening. The match can overcome it. I went two and a quarter.
1: Yeah. Two for me. Uh I don't know. It's a match. Uh, I mean, they were gunning for Harlem Heat, as we talked about last episode. That would have been a great pickup. I think the Eliminators would have been too. But even with if they didn't have to go out of, you know, poach somebody or whatever, I see no reason why PG-13 weren't just in this match and just be done with it. Uh, I mean, overall, this match had too much going on. Uh, I I. I don't know. I mean, the point of emphasis wasn't really on the match, but we're kind of, you kind of have to talk about the match and rate it. So it's a little weird. But the face, the face hill dynamic was strange because they wanted to lead to Bulldog essentially getting the hot tag, which kind of got a good reaction. But then you got Owen essentially playing face in peril, which he gets no sympathy, of course. Um, and, yeah, a lot going on. The Austin stuff is fine. Like, Austin's Bulldogs now all of a sudden, uh, probably their second most heated whatever. Right, which it's, is it's why all... they couldn't,
0: <clears throat> which I guess why they couldn't have that here. Because they're obviously, we talked about it on one of our last episodes, that that looks like something they may be planning for Mania at right now is Austin Bulldogs. So, I, I'm just trying to think of ways that could have gotten out of this match, right? So, like, yeah, that's off the table too. You can't do that. So, right. Uh, Clarence Mason
1: very rapidly joining the ranks of Ted DiBiase and Mr. Fuji, his most worthless managers mm-hmm. on the outside. Like, I really thought, I mean, I, I was never a big fan of his, but I thought he was much more involved than he's been. Like, yeah, he he doesn't, doesn't do much, he does no. nothing out here. Like, he comes out and that's it. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Uh so there's it's just too much going on. You got you got bulldog and Owen bar arguing. You got Raw still trying to cheerlead these two losers <laughs> that nobody wants to see. So like any credibility he gets from his announcing in the in the opener, he mm-hmm. kind of loses it here. Yeah. With this persona that's way over the top. You got these two triple A guys that nobody's ever heard of or seen. Vince. Vince identifies them as they walk out. Do you think Vince had any clue who either of these two guys were if he had to sign them? No. Like they not. came yeah. off the street. Like right, now no chance. You know, Cybernetico ribs off his shirt for some reason. There's just uh there's a lot going on and yet not a lot interesting going on, I'd say, besides what's going to happen. Right With Austin, Bulldog, Owen, that dynamic. Uh, But them as a team, they're kind of stuck. Like, yeah. if they're not facing Furnace and LaFond, there's nothing. There's no
0: one left. Yeah, there's no one left. The division is is a disaster. And, like, I, I don't <clears> – <throat> maybe you could have done Austin versus Owen, where Owen says, I'm going to beat them and get rid of them so you can start focusing again. Like, maybe they could have done something like that instead of this match. But, like you said, PG-13 is bumming around. I mean, they're going to, you know – i guess they had showed up right were they already yeah they were they're at this show yeah
1: when they show the aol stuff they're back here
0: yeah they weren't gonna see that's even more reason (laughs) not to use them i think because the nation they're not ready to like put them in that position to get squashed by these guys so i I think that's why we didn't see them in this match i was thinking they weren't they weren't on yet but they are um there had to be a local freaking team that could have run in for this like (laughs) why not use pierre off and stevenetico they're here anyway they're not going to win the friggin' rumble. Just have them go, have a double count countout brawl. When Austin comes out, that probably would have been better than this, and at least you would have maybe like you know they could have gotten the fans going a little bit. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't because they do. I think they work the tapings.
1: Yeah, I mean they had options. It, it just felt like like for them to uh, <clears throat> them to like run back Diesel and razor yeah, they were dead by this point. it definitely showed a lack of creativity
0: so. yeah in body so body all right we just mentioned it. the nation is backstage they've overtaken AOL they're chatting on the computer uh, we see that crush is now with them yeah uh, so we hadn't really seen that on TV yet but he's with uh with I don't know if they had, they had done it on the weekend shows maybe or something that's what I was wondering yeah um, He's standing there with him. It's
1: news to us, and they don't mention right. it on commentary that, oh, Crush is now a member of the nation.
0: No. So, so if you're just a Raw viewer... Right. So is, maybe it was on the Cindy's, or maybe... It could have been earlier that day. Maybe it was on Superstars that day or something. Yeah. Um, King asked Jim Ross if he knows anything about that online stuff. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Vince is in the ring for an interview. He brings out Ahmed Johnson to a big pop. Vince says Ahmed takes on Farouk at Royal Rumble on his big return match from injury. So... That's what, seven months, pretty much, he was hurt. Yeah, he's been
1: on the show for a while.
0: Beginning of July or so. Uh, Johnson says he lost his girlfriend, his car, and his house because of that injury. (laughs) Uh, But he has his fans, and Baruch's going to feel that pain. Vince says Ahmed almost lost his career, too. He asked about the kidney, but as Ahmed starts to answer, we get the Nation of Domination music firing up. And the whole nation appears up in the bleachers. Farouk says, if it wasn't such a pitiful crowd tonight, he'd put his foot in Ahmed's ass. But (laughs) Ahmed is the reason that his people are behind 50 years. Farouk is going to create his own race of people. And besides Redneck, he hates Uncle Tom's like Ahmed the most. And he'll prove he is the promised land at the Rumble. And they all do the nation's salute. Ahmed wants to start uh, fighting right now. He fires up the You're Going Down chant, the infamous one, uh, gets going. (laughs) And Vince wraps us up. This is fine. I, I think it's a good reboot to this feud. I mean, I know they've had their back and forth already since Farouk debuted in this character. Um, But we're what, you know, six weeks or five weeks in the rumble. So I think this is like Mm -hmm. a good kind of hard reset on pay-per-view to kind of get us back going. It just reminds us what's at stake. Ahmed was badly injured and lost a bunch of stuff. And now Farouk's got better backup than he had then. Um, And he's going to kick his ass. (laughs) Creating my own race of people was quite the line by Farouk. I don't don't know how he's going to accomplish that, but uh, that's his plan apparently.
1: Uh, especially given the uh, people he's currently surrounding himself with. (laughs) I mean, that's not – but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, first off, Ahmed continues his good run of uh, fits where he has a nice uh, track suit again. Mm -hmm. He jumps up on the apron, jumps over the ropes to kind of show he's healthy, uh it's just it's just weird. Like it's gonna be interesting to see how much he falls off. I mean, and he looks in good shape. I, I wanted to I wanted to make a joke that he lost everything, but not his appetite. But he hasn't got he hasn't got <laughs> the nah, big he looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he's not in big T territory yet, but uh that's coming soon enough. But no, I mean as a as a promo, it's fine. It just it this is one of those weird things too. Like I didn't think this was bad, but it's In retrospect, can be kind of it's tough to you know not uh, sort of over overblow like my interpretation, but Mm -hmm. I I felt like even already we're a little bit weaker as far as the heat for this feud than we were. Uh, It's just gonna be unfortunate. I think some
0: of it is this crowd and setting too. I mean, it's like I guess I want to see it how it plays out some more. If it continues to be that yeah. lack of heat or is this kind of this setting. I mean, the, Ahmed got a good pop, but I think Fruk just hasn't been reestablished enough yet. Like, it's it's a completely different gimmick from when he injured him. And it's like different goals and statements and everything else, right? Like right. When he injured him, it's because he wanted the IC title, him and Sonny. And now it's like he's trying to create a whole new race. <laughs> he's a gladiator, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's yeah. like a whole different set up you know what i mean yeah now it's a
1: race war thing Yeah. yeah it's it's uh it's definitely a pivot uh yeah it's just i mean like i would say oh and austin's way more interesting but i mean a lot of that's just austin though too yeah like if you think with austin right now he has the bulldog thing he has the heart thing you still have the pillman thing lingering Mm -hmm.
0: like he's got a lot going on. yeah um which is good i mean they should be using their best guys yeah it's just the austin factor right that's it um so yeah again this was fine it it reminds us this is coming at the rumble we'll see how it heats up Um, i mean i remember it being a pretty good feud for the first like four months of the year like i remember being pretty into it it seemed intense um you know it was a lot of excitement about it so we'll see if that carries over but uh yeah, we'll see how Ahmed bounces back too. And once Farouk gets in the ring and all that, but I, I thought Ahmed is fine here. I'm wondering too, like you said, we'll see if his work drops off. I don't think this is yeah. his, his shape. I think it's probably he just starts getting overprotective and thinks too much about getting hurt. And so he keeps getting hurt. Is my, my prediction going forward is that he probably starts, instead of what we liked about him, was that he was kind of all over the place, right? Flying around and do some crazy shit. Yeah, he
1: could be reckless. Yeah, he could be reckless. Yeah, so
0: maybe they're dialing, he maybe dials that back and it leads him to be more hesitant. Are we going to video package for our next match, which is our intercontinental title battle between Mark Merrow and Hunter Hearst Helmsley yet again here in 1996? Uh,
1: Well, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll go through it. So we get this video. I I had issues with this. We get this video. Was it the Gregorian
1: chance? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we get this video package that shows all this stuff. And it's so perfect dominated.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then what happens in this match, this match has interference like every hey, other freaking match tonight. Um, but I mean, there's spoiler, we're gonna talk about it in five minutes anyway. Goldust comes out. We see right. nothing about that in the video package. No. So again, I'm lost. I'm lost. Right. What's going on? Like I guess superstars
0: That's hopefully a big, I has think a that lot day. going on. Well, no, but I think again, this was earlier that day. I think they oh. show it was like, I think they treated super, or maybe it was on the free for all. I think it was on one of those two things. It might have been the free for all. That seems like you're putting a lot of eggs in that basket. and
1: Commentary with three people is not very helpful no.
0: in helping us out.
1: On why it must this have been the free for all because,
0: because I think they assume most people probably are watching the free for all that are watching superstars are less likely, but I think I think most people I mean, I used to watch every previous show on free for all when I was. You know, until like later years, where it didn't matter anymore. But even Heat, the Heat days, I always watched Heat before the pay per view. So, like, I, I think maybe you know because it, what else happened after all was the uh the Rock match. I talked about that. So all you know is at some point the story is that Hunter made a pass at Marlena or whatever. So Goldust is mad. But you're right, it's not it's not really explained that well when it's he comes just out between Perseus and this. These are like two right yeah major
1: development i mean there's there's five matches and one segment that happens on this show so in two out of the six things there's a major occurrence that if you just watched raw which is our flagship show you had no clue what right. was going on so yeah
0: i'm curious we, I, I, we'll have to look up the crush thing i really wonder if that happened earlier that day too um, yeah yeah I know, it might have been even Livewire. They were doing shit on Livewire too with some of this stuff. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, at that point. But uh, the video package, yeah, had like some Gregorian beat music, which was an interesting choice for this feud. It is very perfect centric. I mean, it just sucked that he bailed on them. Like, he really fucked up this feud by leaving and everything that happened with that. Mm-hmm. All right. Mabel and Sarah. Uh, M- Mabel. What's her? group name i guess Marwan sable march out to vince <laughs> as vince references their satellite transmission issues uh the audio still off so there you go your favorite uh hunter saunches out with his gold he's rolling solo tonight he's got his new classical theme always the joy that's in place ross talks about hunter trying to make an offer to marlena so he did say it right here and he says she was offended and upset he says earlier to, i think he said earlier tonight okay um King hypes up the Karate Fighters Championship on Raw between him and Sable. So that's going to be live Karate Fighter Monday. Uh, we see the Blimp fl- floating around. We get going with a lockup and some Mac grappling. Raw thinks Mero's wound way too tight. Mero keeps fighting off an attack, counters the strikes, and knocks Hunter to the floor. Mero meets him with an axe off the apron, keeps up the pace in the ring until Hunter walks out of the corner and hotshots Mero on the top rope. Mero backdrops Hunter to the floor. Hunter uses Sable as a shield, shoves her into Mero, and then shoots her into the, in, into the steps. Ross fumbles the joke about Hunter being court-martialed at military school. He's just – he's, like, working too hard tonight, Ross. He's trying to get all this shit in and call the matches. Like, this is why the gimmick is too much for him in this role, because he's trying to force these stupid jokes and one-liners and stuff. And it's, just, like, none of it's working. Um, Hunter runs Mero into the steps again as Vince is apologizing more for the satellite issues. Hunter – he's probably, like, not again. <laughs> like, I have to be where a <laughs> dog. Here we go again. <laughs> Hunter hits a tilt-to-whirl backbreaker for two. That was pretty tight. Goes to an abdominal stretch. Ross says there's a rumor that Hunter's dating Kathy Lee Gifford. The ref finally breaks the hold with Hunter grabbing the ropes. Hunter shoves the ref. Ross thinks he's pushing the ref to see how far he can go to get away with things. Mel reverses a whip, but he's a boot on a charge. Hunter catches the boot to the jaw, coming off the middle rope. Ross says Hunter uses people until they have no more value, and that's how he became IC champion. Perhaps Merrow comes in into the flurry, gets two on a head scissors takedown. Merrow puts Hunter on top, hits a top rope. Rana heads back up, but Hunter shoves the ref into the ropes. Merrow falls hard to the mat. Hunter loads up a pedigree, but Merrow counters into a slingshot to the ring post. Merrow crawls over, gets two. Both men are up, and Merrow knocks the ref down by accident. Hunter gets a neck breaker, grabs the belt. Mero blocks, gets a roll up. Hunter kicks out after the ref wakes up and slowly counts. Mero shoots Hunter hard to the corner. He flies to the floor. Mero meets him out there with a somersault plancha. Goldust comes down and grabs the IC title, but uh, Hunter ducks and he hits Mero by accident. Then he turns and hits Hunter too. The ref wakes up, starts to count, and Mero barely beats the count into the ring to win by count out. So he does not win the title. After the bell, Mero hits the wild thing uh, for the the pop. Hunter's slow to walk back. Golda shows up again and just punches him in the face of the aisle and then leaves. I mean, whatever. It's the same old story. Both guys get time. Um, there's a good storyline here. They, they have a feud going for a while. There's a chance, but they just were slow and just felt a step off. Ross in, like, super ADHD hyper mode, too, is not helping at all. Like, he's calling shit at, like, 100 miles an hour, getting all this crap in, and these guys are plodding through a match. Like, none of it sinks. It's like... You know, we're not calling, we're not calling a a crazy spot fest or an athletic contest. It's like these two guys are just slogging along. Um, you know, Goldis is here. He screws up the match. You know, I guess maybe we're going to be turning him, or at least he's the tweener now. And we Mm -hmm. talked about him needing a change. I mean, he's been dead in the water since what August for the most part. Yeah. Uh, Merrill's all year has been the same fucking story. Like he gets close, he can't break through, gets these chances, can't deliver. I don't know. I don't know what his deal is. Uh, Hunter's fine in this role, but it's clear he needs someone. Like, he's missing something. They they knew it, too, because they wanted perfect with him. And we'll see a couple more iterations of them trying to find ways to add heat to him. Um, but this whole threesome right here feels very, like, they all need some kind of change. Like, it all feels extremely played uh, for all three of them. So, I ended up going two and a half of the match um i guess by Merrow winning he's gonna get another title shot i'm assuming so maybe that i thought this was a blow off but we must i think we're gonna get another one so um this feud has literally been all of nice (laughs) it started at wrestlemania Uh, Mm -hmm. and here we are in your house and it's still going so uh
1: melts are coming through for us so in the observer it says uh before the actual pay-per-view started they did a brief angle Jim Ross was supposed to be interviewing Bret Hart, but in the background you could see Hunter Hearst Hemsley put the moves on Marlena, whose look they've changed to be more feminine and attractive.
0: So, there you no, go. so that was on the free for all then.
1: That was on the free for all uh, with this match. Uh, Hemsley also debuts his new theme song.
0: Yeah, Oh to Joy. Yeah.
1: The uh, is that who is that Bach or is
0: that Beto? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to top my Bach joke from uh, the other night at dinner, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll you bust that it.
1: out? As <laughs> um, uh, a match, I actually like this. Uh, I thought it was worked pretty well. I went three stars. Um, yeah, Schiller, Friedrich Schiller. Ah, neither. Okay. Uh, really Schiller? Okay. No, it's Beethoven. Yeah, Beethoven, right? Yeah, Schiller impression. <laughs> All right, uh, Ludwig. Did you know that? Did you know that was? Yes, Beethoven? Ludwig
0: von Beethoven.
1: Yeah, Ludwig von Beethoven. He's a member of Imperium. Uh, <laughs> no, this. I, mean, I thought this match was worked pretty good. Um, it, 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 to me, this was like a better version. This to me, this was like a tighter version of the opener, where like the actual most spectacular spots probably weren't as spectacular, but we had more. Uh, psychology involved. The stuff with Perfect, I thought was very weird. Yeah. How they kind of transposed the events uh, to sort of sink. Uh, now they're kind of acting like he rammed the card into him on purpose. Like, right. That yeah. Was yeah. A, like that was a shoot or something.
0: I, I think I they're know. trying to spin it that Hunter, yeah, it was like using him. It was all Hunter's just trying to like fuck with perfect and yeah it's they're trying their best to make it like hunter was like the the dominant force in the whole thing ending blowing up he kicked him to the curb he got what he wanted even when he, ross says he's a user he does whatever he wants to win like they're trying to save face of perfect blowing up their second biggest angle in the right. fall um right by leaving you know so uh so Golda's
1: coming out he did it something different so maybe this is something i mean it looked like the start of something it's an interesting choice. I don't think the crowd quite knew how to react to it, but, I mean, this crowd didn't really know how to react to a lot of stuff. Um, the finish is kind of lame, but overall I thought it was well worked, and they do need to be pushed away from each other. Yeah, so too literally. much. Uh, so that needs to happen too. But, uh, I mean, Hunter, mm, how blasphemous do I want to get with this statement? Is Hunter's nineteen ninety six in ring better than Owen Hart's? Do I want to try to make that theory? I think it's a lot closer than you would think, just on the surface.
0: Yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd still probably take Owen's matches, but it's not egregious to say after everything we watched. I, I've I've liked Hunter. I I feel like Connor's
1: been good, and you know. Putting together some connective tissue for his matches and not doing too much. He and had a actually, good match with
0: Sean, too. I mean, like, what do we grade those comparatively? Oh, yeah, and, oh they're and pretty and close.
1: yeah, Yeah, I mean, I'd say the in-your-house six is probably still ahead, but that was disappointing. I, I, I mean, I think this is one of the reasons I like this is I think this is one of the best versions of Hunter, and we're not going to get it for a while where he actually does show some ass, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have to rewind to 2014 to he shows this much after this little run. So, I enjoyed it.
0: Would you give it a uh, four grade?
1: Three.
0: Oh, all right, yeah, you're high. I, just, I don't know, I may have just played out on these freaking guys. Like, it just felt clunky and slow to me. Yeah, 5.8, like, but three. Like I said, Ross going 100 miles an hour is not it either. It's like it's yeah. just like nonstop. <laughs> I don't know. No, it just feels like none of it's cohesive again. I feel like they were finding a little groove, and now it's back to, like, everything just feels like it doesn't complement each other, you know? Like, everyone's doing, like, too much. I think for a while we had not enough going on, like it was dead, and now it's like we're trying to do too much. Well, this, I mean, this,
1: um, this pay-per-view has interference or something in every
0: match. Yeah. So. Right, they're trying to do too much. It's like. I, I think I mean, this is I a I don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't know if it's I mean it's like they can are, but then they aren't. I don't know. It's it's just everything's transitioned right now, so you have to see how stuff plays out. Because I, what... I mean the build the build was nothing for the show, so it was like there was weeks they didn't do nothing. But
0: I think what hurts too is they um by taping raw in one night. They limit yeah. themselves, right, to change wow. stuff on the fly and do different stuff. So then we get to these pay-per-views, and I feel like they're trying to cram all the shit in, which should be what they're using TV for. But because they've already taped all the TV, they can't they can't go back and change too much stuff, right? So I, I think I think maybe this is what's going to help drive some of the change a little bit is to allow them to do more on the fly and week to week. They got to they got to be live at least every other week, if not every week, right? Yeah, so I think that, yeah,
1: yeah. As we talked about, that's that. Taping schedule's just a huge, mm-hmm. you know, dead weight
0: around your neck
1: that yeah. you can't escape from.
0: No, it's too much. Like four in one night is just too much. And and mm-hmm. that's why now all of a sudden you get to these pay-per-views and it's like, what's going on? <laughs> like, like no, because none of this was probably thought of a month ago. Like they probably didn't know they wanted to put crush in the frigging nation a month ago, you know, and now right. they have to throw them in. Right. So they're doing it the night of, and maybe a month ago, they weren't sure they were going to turn gold yet. And then they decided over that month that, Oh, let's do Goldust and Hunter. And so like, they don't tease anything on the go home. It's like nothing ever happened. And then all of a sudden we're into it on the pay-per-view. So. Big Davey went three and a quarter. All right. Uh, maybe I was a little, a little too harsh on it. Doc Hendricks is backstage with Sid, uh, but we go back to superstars where Shawn Michaels attacked him outside on a loading dock. Brett got involved as well. The three of them got into it <laughs> um, with Sid crushing Brett from behind. Sid issues a warning not to strike him or you will get paid back. And then he shits on Doc's hair. Uh, he said Shawn beat Brett, and then he beat Shawn like a dog. So it's going to be pretty easy for him to beat Brett the man Hart. I've liked this feud, this three-way feud. Um, I think if, like, three-way dances were a thing at this point for Dodoy you could see that maybe they would be building towards something like that for these three guys because they're kind of the way they're all interacting. It feels like maybe a Brett versus Sid versus Sean match or something they could have been teasing up. It's possible. Uh, it it
1: kind of depends if they wanted to keep Brett and Sean apart. I mean, right, yeah. that was still the plan. I mean, I don't know. As we get closer to Final Four, we can look and see – Right. What it seems like they're building for that show before everything goes awry. But, I mean, that would have been a nice spot for that. They right. could have done it then,
0: But All right. We got a video package for Undertaker, uh, Paul Barris feud. I mean, ostensibly, Paul yeah. Baris, It's mankind execution, but it's all Baris. Uh That brings us to our next match, which is an Armageddon rules uh, Undertaker versus Executioner. Basically, just no DQ. Oh, we talked about it last night. Uh, yeah, so the tank t- count. it's a Texas death match. Yeah, you get the so 10 well. count to get up and recover. So, uh, Barrow leads that executioner. Taker is trying to end this whole thing. Ross runs down the rules. So a really good vibe for Taker's entrance. Probably some of the hottest we get out of the crowd tonight, as usual. Taker loads at the bell. He beats on the execution with strikes and a backdrop. Taker lands two big boots. Ross asks Vince, has he ever had a friend turn his back on him? Which is <laughs> a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> taker keeps kicking away as vince says we saw mankind earlier but he's not he- out here yet uh executioner ends up in a tree of woe taker kicks away at him taker misses a charge to the corner executioner hammers on him but taker no sells it comes right back executioner drops an elbow drop and slowly clotheslines taker over the top very slowly taker pulls him outside but Barrett cracks him with the urn taker does no sells it and uh but executioner comes from behind and throws him into the post taker fights back he pulls up the padding but he hoists executioner up mankind comes flying around Trips over the mat and then wax Taker's leg. Uh, rough night all around for everybody here. Even Foley's usually pretty flawless in his execution. Trips over the mat on the way out. Uh, back in the ring we go. Mankind executioner, double team Taker. Taker fights them both down the aisle into the entranceway. He slings Mankind through the house uh the house set that we go back to the front door which is a cool spot so they they go into the house around the house and then come back out the front door taker keeps being an executioner against the house until mankind saves they go back to double teaming we get a bunch of security coming out they spray mace at mankind he's scrambling around he actually gets locked in a straitjacket taker drags executioner back to the house i love that that's the way he goes back to the door uh and then down the hallway into the concourse (laughs) They head outside as we go back to ringside, where mankind is locked in the straitjacket and being dragged off by security. Gorilla Monsoon is out there. We cut outside. Executioner is now rolling down the side of the building into the <laughs> moat. Um, Taker hobbles back into the ring and beats on mankind, who's trapped in the jacket. In comes Executioner again. Taker clobbers him and hits a tombstone. And Executioner is done. So we only got one. We don't. I mean, we got this fucking rule. They <laughs> don't get them. We don't even use it. It's the only yeah. time. Only pinfall i'll say this so actually I it was a fun little fuck fest like the crowd was really into it um and it's all it's mankind adds the chaos to it and taker worked hard too and even gordy i mean he was all right i don't think this is bad i don't think this run has actually been as bad as as history tells you it was for him like, i agree he's looked okay uh, but essentially a squash of both guys. With, with I like them using the set piece. Like, I thought that was cool. Added a lot to the chaos, knocking the house around. Going outside was different, so that was cool too. Um, you know, It's probably something else. Time to do something else with Taker, Mankind. We talked about it. They had their match on Raw. That was pretty much it. This is Dakota. Execution is washed. He's gone. Yes. Let's move on. Let's do something else. Um, I'm not saying Taker has to be done with, with Bearer. Like, I think that's okay. But with Mankind, I, I think he's got to move on from him. Like if yeah, Barrett can find he... something else, we can see.
1: Should be finding something else pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, a good
0: atmosphere, be. but just, just a basic bra. I went two and a half again. I, I think the vibe was cool. They did some different stuff. I'm, I'm back and forth on that being pre-taped or not. Like the way they cut, and he's already uh, rolling down the thing. No, he, I thought hard. about
1: it. I don't think it can be because when Taker gives him the tombstone, he's, he's dumping water. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. dripping. Completely. God, he gets
0: back so fast. You so know unless I
1: mean? they like, did like a Gatorade bath, the and they stage. could have dumped
0: water on them, like in the back or something. See, it sounds like these guys got transmissions issues. <laughs> think they dump the water next to Yeah, I guess maybe he, that moat must have a quick exit and back in the arena. Or something. Yeah,
1: I mean, he, I mean, it looked like you could get to that little bridge area and go up there, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he had to book, I mean, and he, he already had to book it up a couple of flats of stairs to get to the outside. Like Terry Gordy around this time's my age. Like, obviously, I hadn't had a stroke. Right. Um, so maybe i got more uh, capacity upstairs than he had and
0: at that time.
1: But and it, it must like, be
0: a, I mean, maybe it's a close walk because they are out there quick. Like, by the time we cut to them, he's already rolling down the thing. So I yeah, guess maybe see, this wasn't a big, a lot I mean, of space, you know?
1: You see him get to the exit of the arena. And then Vance announces to us that the cameras can't follow him out there. Right. And then all of a sudden, that camera's out there watching him, and he's already mid roll. Right. Um, I went to and I have two. It's okay. I mean, it's a fun brawl. I don't, I don't get the some people really hate this match. Mm. Scott Scott Keith really pops off. If you want to read his review, it's a it's a it's a fun time. I, I mean. <laughs> Here's the thing, like you weren't getting nineteen eighty-three Terry Gordy. Right. You weren't even getting nineteen ninety-three Terry Gordy. Should've known that. For what you got, probably about the best case scenario. Like they had three or four minutes of spirited brawling. Once he was starting to blow up and you could tell that clothesline you're talking about, man, kinda mm-hmm. runs out. He does that um one thing that i didn't think made a whole lot of sense is they say there's like no rules constantly in this match and then security and everybody else contains mankind
0: well i think they were trying to play him up that he was like a madman but he doesn't do anything that mad you know like he should have been more vicious maybe then they say well are gonna get this guy into control like maybe he should have punched a ref and like beat him down or something you know
1: i think if he could have had a weapon Right. Like if he had like I don't An axe know or something. axes or something and mm-hmm. like went after the eye or you know, right. just something yeah. really crazy, then you it would have justified it. Yeah, I mean, as it was, it was like, dude, people've been interfering left and right. Like Austin right. just came out here and clipped Bulldog's leg. He didn't get put in the straight jacket by security and Rene Goulet. Or, or say whoever.
0: or say anything goes except mankind interference. Like, right. you know, you could have done that too, and then he comes out and they gotta lock him down.
1: So, that was a bit odd. I mean, otherwise, like, I mean, this is a show that doesn't have very um, many memorable moments. Them destroying the house is one of them. Yeah. So, at least has that going for it. But, yeah, I mean, this this feud should be completely done now, which it is. I mean, we don't see the executioner again, I don't believe. I'll be very shocked if we do. No, I, I'm pretty sure yeah. he's done. Yeah. Um, so, is
0: this it for Gordy on any stage? I, mean, I don't think he comes back to ECW uh, at all.
1: Oh no! Don't he? Doesn't he have that like real late ECW match? I mean, he's at Heroes of Wrestling, which is all right. Yeah. No, he's not, is he? No, actually, he's not. Uh, all right, I'm looking at his cage match. So he does. He actually does have a <laughs> Superstars match. When did this air? Oh January 12, nineteen ninety-seven, he has a superstar as Executioner match or as Gordy. As Executioner, where Goldust defeats him. Oh wow. Uh and then he worked. This is a bizarre, like the first week in January, he works three house shows uh as a tag with mankind versus heart and
0: bulldog. All right. But maybe they were yeah. gonna keep him around a little bit. They must I have kept him at least for that taping in the I you don't know,
1: we only have time on one of them, and it says it's 519, so it looks pretty squashy. Uh, and then he do, he does a few matches in IWA Japan, uh, does a few matches in a promotion called BBOW, which I've never even heard of, versus Greg Valentine. And then he has some stuff in war, including a match with Tenru in 1998. Uh, here's one for you, November 6, ninety eight, Jimmy Snuka defeats Terry Gordy. Oh
0: God! Four minutes. Oh, you brain dead idiot.
1: One better. One better. The next night, Hector Guerrero and Jimmy Snuka defeat Jeez. Terry Gordy and the Hockey Talk Man. Oh my God! We'll tag match. <laughs> Let's roll that up for YouTube Roulette. <laughs> if it made it, but that's it. So, I mean, he worked like. 20 matches after this one
0: hmm. i didn't remember him at all sticking on dof but i guess something I you watch i mean the it's one yeah NFL it's career. one televised match yeah. all right uh anything else on that one you're good
1: no i mean it's just sad i mean it is sad like this is the end of his career and he right. i mean he was somebody that never really was the same after a stroke um i know we talked about him when he debuted like he's another one of these guys like i i like him a lot like he's a He's a lot closer to my top 100 wrestlers of all time than somebody like Flash Funk or Two Cold Scorpio. Right. But um, I, I, I still, don't, and like, he doesn't make my top 100, but I, I think he's a really great worker. And if you watch his run with the freebirds from like 1980 to 1984 ish, I mean, he's incredible. He, he is one of the best workers in the world. For those years, and then, I mean, the early nineties, he has a really good run too. And uh, you, you definitely forget how young he was. Mm -hmm. I mean, when when they blinded Jyd, he was twenty years old. Yeah, like he was a kid. So,
0: yeah, stroke sucked. I mean, like, like, he's probably a guy who would have hung around for a while. You know, yeah, could
1: have. I mean, he he certainly could have been. I mean, if if he hadn't had that stroke, he's somebody that would have been prime to have had like great battles with even like mike awesome mm-hmm. in ecw if he'd have wanted to right or versus bam bam like in the triple threat like yeah. he, he could have had a
0: lot of avenues right and you know like ross or foley like they would probably would have brought back oh yeah i Ron mean i and, i know. actually
1: yeah i think he probably would have been in the wwf more than likely just based on who was there and who was talent
0: well i mean dr death comes in right so i mean they could have yeah. done put yep. them back together could yep. use them right now yep. uh all right doc is with brett hart now uh, it takes us back to this morning again we see the brawl uh brett says he puts nothing past sean michaels he's only gonna worry about himself he's waited eight months to get the belt back and sean doesn't matter anymore sid's the champ sean's music starts and Bret's pissed about it and looks forward to beating sean as champion at the royal rumble so i'll come sean michaels to a pop he's going to join commentary for the main event any thoughts on that promo uh promo's fine i we can talk about
1: sean i i feel like sean looks really rough here Mm. i don't know i mean we know he was going through some stuff i i think this is the first time like on screen it's pretty jarring right like you know he didn't get beat up by 12 marines or whatever but i mean he looks pale he's kind of has like a uh Five o'clock shadow, beard going on. He, he just he has a very, and we've talked about he's kind of been changing his look a little bit, mm-hmm. but
0: he he looked
1: not well
0: on this show, and he's not working. So maybe it's just like well, he works up. later. That's right. Yeah, he's on the dark mesh.
1: Yeah. So I don't I don't yeah. know what the deal was. So that's that because I thought that too. I was like, is he just right. you know, and you know, partying backstage. Which, I mean, he, it's possible. It's not televised, so he might have punted the match. Oh, he has so a sucker. he has a very quick match with Mankind, so yeah, it's yeah. possible. He, I just thought he looked really unwell, and we hadn't actually seen him right in, uh, like he'd been, he yeah. was with Jose at his house. Yeah, we haven't seen like him all. in the ring, I don't mm-hmm. think, since. Right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, so not, right. not great times. Like, it's a depressing that's another depressing look.
0: His demeanor, right? Yeah, now. and they're clearly p- pushing like it's almost like Sid's an afterthought. So I, I could see why maybe going to this match. Like I don't think it's crazy to think Brett was going to win the title. Put it right back on him. He's back. He signed the big money deal. They're hyping Brett the shit out of Brett and Shawn. Like mm-hmm. I don't think it's that crazy to think they're going to run Brett Sean at the Rumble in San Antonio. Like I don't I don't think it's that nuts of an idea here. At this point, they're trying to fill a huge building. You could argue in ways it might be bigger than Mania, given the setting that they're in. So, yeah. um, Brett Sean, too, is a huge ticket mover, you know, mm-hmm. as an idea. So, yeah. Um, I think there's actually a little bit of mystery coming to this one. I, mean, I remember yeah. that as a kid. Uh, Brett's out first, gets a big pop. He's desperate, of course, to get his goal back uh, and take out Sean as well. But you can feel him start to crack, too, a bit. Like, the, you could feels like he's over-pressuring himself. Uh, Sean rips Brett immediately because I'm a punk, because a pompous, a bitter jerk. Sean says Brett should be understanding about up-and-comers passing guys out of their prime like him. Out comes Sid. His championship vibe is completely on point. The crowd is is excited for him as well. Sean gets his infamous luggage line on Sid. Uh, you know, anyone is carrying a piece of luggage or whatever. He says uh, Sid's a zero without guys to carry him. Just angry Sean, just full-on shoot mode. He says Brett couldn't handle the loss. Sid beat down at old man. Sean rants about being who he is. No one can stop him as Brett attacks before the bell and hammers on the corner. Brett keeps on loading, but Sid cuts him down to the clothesline and stomps away. We get constant Brett Sean talk all through this. Only King is trying to call the match. He's <laughs> <laughs> like the only one trying. Uh, Sid punts Brett to the apron, but Brett comes back with a boot to the face. He goes to the eyes and punches away at the gut. Brett takes down Sid, lands some strikes as Sean calls Brett Vanilla, says you need to have emotion and a smile. Sid gets up and knocks Brett to the floor. He follows out, lays in some strikes. Sean talks about the bitterness of Brett and says the truth scares guys in wrestling, which Ross loves. That's right. Yeah, uh, we head back inside as Brett is back to punching. Sid knocks Brett outside, slings him into the railing, pulls up the mats and loads the powerbomb, but Brett drives him into the post to counter. Brett shoots Sid and meets him in the, uh, with an ax to the back. Brett settles in with an attack on Sid, running through his usual attack of strikes and snap offense, targeting that back. Uh, Brett shoots sh- uh, Sid to the corner, drops a leg, and bends Sid into a rear chin lock, rips off the buckle pad. Sean says Brett's desperate because he knows this could be his last title match. Sid blocks the turnbuckle shot, so Brett gets to the lower back and again hits a back suplex for two. Um Brett keeps working the back with a methodical attack. Sid keeps hanging on. Brett goes up top. Sid blocks and slams him off. Sid comes slugging back. He buries Brett with a big boot, follows with a power slam for two. Sid kicks away, hits a clothesline for two. Brett dodges a leg drop as Ross says. He's never liked that move. <laughs> it's another funny line. Uh-huh. Sid blocks a sharpshooter, kicks Brett to the floor. Brett gets to his feet, but Austin, uh, Steve Austin flies in, hits a big chop block on Brett. Outcome British Bulldog and Owen Hart almost immediately. They back Austin away with a boatload of officials. Brett hobbles back inside, but he's hurting. He limps around. Sid goes right at the knee with kicks. Sid scoops up Brett, but Brett slides down. They both collapse and botch the spot. Sid picks up Brett again. This time, Brett sleeps free, and they repeat it as Brett ends up careening into the exposed turnbuckle. Sid grabs Brett and plants him with a choke slam for two. Sid charges, but Brett ducks, and it's a clothesline that takes them both over the top. Brett grabs Sean's chair that he's sitting in. Sean shit-talks him, calls him a role model. Sid decks Brett from behind and stares at Sean, and then pie faces him. Sean gets on the apron, but Sid throws Brett into him. Sean falls. Sid finishes Brett with the powerbomb when he rebounds back into him. So Sid retains. Brett goes out and slugs Sean down. They scuffle at ringside as Sid is posing, which is funny. (laughs) Uh, And Sid just walks away with the belt. Sean back on the mic. Bitches about Brett. And we're done. Uh, I, I like the finish. I thought it was a good chaotic ending. The main event scene just kind of shows us it's getting wild. We got Austin. We got Brett. We got Sid. We got Sean. Uh, just all in this melee. Bulldog and Owen are lingering. So there's like a lot of chaos going on. Um, again, though, it was, it was slow. It was just a slow match. Um, you know, not a ton of atmosphere baked into it. Brett was proficient. It was simple and basic. He, you know, but again, most of the heat was on Sean in the booth. Like, it's all about him. Just, you could tell their hyperdrive going into Sean Brett at this point. Like, that's what they're targeting for sure. Like, it's everything that they're talking about constantly. And that's what Brett and Sean are talking about. So, like, Sid's almost completely overlooked. Uh Austin gets a strike, so they'll keep that summering. Um, You know, Sean was probably a little heavy-handed, but... Whatever. Um, I thought it definitely seemed to be more slanty against Brett and his actions overall, like Vince and Ross in, included. So it seems like a, maybe they're already planting some seeds for a Brett turn already, potentially. Um, again, solid main event, but it couldn't do what others did in this year, was to carry these in-your-houses with like, a great main event and cap it off strong. Um, Sid rolls on, unlikely champion. I went two and three quarters.
1: Yeah, I'm at two and a half. Aaron might want to cover his ears. The next five, ten minutes, I thought Sid was pretty bad. Yeah. I think he holds this match back. Uh One, I mean, you can blame the crowd, but I, I did think he lost a lot of his R that he had in MSG. Didn't get too great a reaction to me. Um, They kind of, in some ways, actually babyface him the most out of mm. all these three. And it didn't come off that way at the end like at the end of the show he's standing tall while right. Sean's flustered and brett's whatever uh and ross is trying to put that over on commentary saying like oh he's done a heroic effort meaning like he pinned both of them in two months but I, I don't know i didn't think it worked that well and then within the match itself like i i like the beginning and I, I agree like it was shocking to hear king be the best analyst where he talked about, like, well, Brett was making a big mistake trying to make it into a slugfest. So that was good. And then when Brett comes in and starts working the back, I was all in. Thought it might be, you know, well this is going to turn into not a very good, you know, great match. Right. But it could be a good match. Sid has, like, no effects from that and then just kind of blows that off. Then we get a couple minutes of just back and forth, and then it goes right to the finish. So, again, it felt disjointed. Uh, I thought Sean was... Very annoying actually on commentary, very unprofessional, which Mm -hmm. is usual, but just like he was throwing a bunch of jabs at Brett at Sid. I mean, completely unlikable. Like if this was if they were trying to make him become heel and be as obnoxious as possible, mission accomplished. But I don't think that was what they were trying to do either. I I, I think they were trying to do the toe of the line with all these guys. Yeah, it's shifts, the they, didn't yeah. they didn't know how to. They didn't know how to. So so it it comes off as a disappointing main event. The year overall has been very interesting with these main events. Where I mean, you can if you are Sean from a cocky standpoint, you can present that every main event he's been in has been. Mm-hmm. At least very good to great, except for the first Bulldog match where they didn't know they were live. Right. Um. And if you look at the three main events Brett's had this year, they've all been disappointing. So that that is something that could be put into play. Um. It's interesting to think about. It's just overall. I mean, this felt. I don't know this. This whole pay per view. This is one of these pay per views where it's like it's not bad. Right. And it feels like stuff happened, but then it also does give the feeling that like if you skipped it and you maybe watched like a five minute recap on Raw, you were
0: good. Yeah. So. Right. There was a must see incident. Right. Um.
1: So that ends it. I mean, it was yeah. a it was a replacement level main event for me. A Decent match, two and a half.
0: Yeah, and like like I said, <clears throat> there were a bunch of other cards like this throughout the year. But that the main event would then hit four and a half, five stars and carrier, like mind games, like and um, good friends, better enemies. Like, yeah, you know, like, I mean, no good friends, this, better like,
1: enemies. Yeah, they had they those cards definitely had worse stuff, like actively bad stuff right. on it. Um, But yeah, they had a even
0: little international little incident. Player. Right. It was kind of shaky on the undercard, And I mean, it was OK, but and then a, a really good main event helped carry it. So that that was kind of the theme for a lot of these two hour shows. And this one, Brett and Sid just does not get there to deliver on it
1: yeah i'd say my rating on this show overall is probably closest to international incidents just a, like international
0: incidents
1: uh or maybe in your house
0: six there. is a good one because like that main event kind of sagged as well but yep um all right let's get to our awards uh match of the night i mean i mean uh i went heart sid sides <laughs> <It's> for me <laughs> oh, really? so, yeah
1: yeah i ended up going hamsley versus marrow but it's not great
0: um for best moment i want the house destruction with taker mankind and executioner kind of ripping through the house
1: yeah i can get behind that it's
0: fine i went undertaker for mvp i mean he, he kind of carries gordy he's the most over he's brawling with mankind he stood tall at the end like we said in the main event i thought all, all three guys kind of washed each other out and i wasn't as into Mero helmsley uh as you were so
1: i mean i thought about hunter but <laughs> it is what it is. I, I can go with Undertaker too. I don't have a don't have much of a dog in the fight.
0: Any other uh, commentary notes besides? We no, I on? did. I
1: did like you mentioned it, but I did like Ross saying that he always hated the leg drop. That was that was <laughs> yeah. one. That was a rare good jab he had Um Otherwise, I mean, we we talked about it too. They did better. They only had one guest commentator, but four's mm-hmm. too
0: many. Four's yeah. just too many uh shots fired we talked about them both ross saying diesel and razor aren't 50 years old the bald and artificial body yeah, parts and then 45
1: the, and 50 yeah
0: and then says he doesn't like leg drops mm-hmm. um i don't think we had any debuts right um no i guess pure and cibernetico
1: yeah i mean they
0: yeah they show up yeah Let me move them here um all right no uh dropped angles i don't think oh. I mean, do you want to count this as a Sean? Is (laughs) he (laughs) fit? I
1: mean, he was bitching the whole night. I don't, I, it's just, he was just, yeah, I I think, I think he's just going to be like this demeanor till whatever. And then it actually becomes, he becomes a heel. So it becomes good. Like, like if this all along was him to
0: be a heel. Right. Great. All right. Final grade. Um, I just went five out of 10. I mean, it was about as average of a show as you could get. It's quick. At least it doesn't drag. Um, Every match I had was between like two and a quarter and two and three quarters, I guess. So it was like it was just a very in the middle of the road show. It was fine. I didn't I wasn't I didn't hate watching it. It didn't get me excited to ever want to really watch it again. But I wouldn't like say, Oh, it's one of the worst shows ever, which I think mm-hmm. is what some people do put it out there as. Like when you talk about the, the nader or the company and that show, I think it's maybe one of the most inconsequential shows, but I don't think yep. it's like one of the worst shows. Like I don't, it's not something I would have a lot of shows below this one as far as like the ones I never want to watch again. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd seen this show very much in full. I, I think it's that speaks to how insignificant it is. I I agree. Like, I I ended up just going four and a half, though. I I don't know. It is a very replacement-level show, but then I thought about it. I was like, well, if I'd actually paid for it, like, again, I wouldn't have been calling demanding a refund, but I don't know. There just wasn't a lot there, uh, which kind of projected going in. It's not like it's a surprise, but still, it's like, all right.
0: It's actually one I had had seen quite a bit because, like, I mean, I've talked about it. I only had so much shit on tape in this era. So, it was like one of those easy... It's it's an easy background show. You know, like I was doing stuff as a, in 1997 on a random summer afternoon doing shit, like throwing it on the background kind of thing. Um, it's an easy... If you're into the era, it's like an easy watch. So, again, it's not... Not something you want to go back and rewatch, but if you're looking for something to doze off to, like it's it's not a bad choice. You know what I mean? <laughs> what an endorsement! Uh, no, I I mean, yeah, it is what it's it is. like a little. It's a, It's a. I don't want to call it a comfort show, but if you're a fan of like the new that era of like new generation, <laughs> back end new generation, like this is like the little stretch you throw on doze off. Oh boy, yeah. I, I don't. This was a show that
1: I don't know why, but it didn't seem to uh, make it to my video
0: stores either. No. I mean so. it's kind of like whatever uh all right well <laughs> we're almost there <laughs> almost there I don't know we'll see um I do I can tell you this i, I don't I don't know if we're done with the four week taping but the next one's only a couple weeks the, the the night after this they only do a couple weeks of TV so maybe at least one trope we may be done with is the four week uh cycle
1: yeah well, I have to see I mean I don't think like there's more than four weeks until the rumble yeah, but we had. only get
0: two. We definitely get two out of this one. So it might be two and three, perhaps. But that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Like,
1: they hadn't been stuck to where they either had to have two tapings or right. they had to just do five between pay-per-view. Cycles. But my
0: point is, I don't think I'll ever go back to a four because...
1: Maybe. I mean, maybe not, but that, that would be sure good. I'm
0: pretty sure because between Rumble and uh, Final Four, I think right. there's the Toronto Raw is in there where they replay the Rumble shit or whatever. That's like an infamous raw. Um, we get the Manhattan Center. Is it? Uh, I think it's uh, actually no. That's after in your house. Um, but one, the Louisville one's live. That's the night after. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, um, well, Thursday raw Thursday. That's before. So there's none for yeah. the dog show. So I we maybe we may have had our last four show taping. I, I'm pretty sure we have. We may get two or three, but I think we're done with four. That'd be welcomed. So that would be, a, that's one change, one thing out of the way, uh, the full week. All right. So we'll be back. I, I got to check the schedule. Are we definitely back in two or is this? Yeah, we'll be back okay. in two. All right. So we'll be back in two weeks, uh, December 16th, 96. So we will cover the fallout from this show. We'll see the live raw. Um, and then nitro, we get two weeks to go to Starcade still. So we've been talking yeah. about it. Like have they peaked? Do they have enough of the tank to get us to Starcade? you know, yeah. and, and still be hot. So we'll cover that. Um, on that show as well and then of course we didn't do our combo awards tonight because we'll do that at starcade for the month we'll get to that so we got a couple more before starcade but we're chugging along um and then before you we know it, we'll be in 1997 so that's exciting because we know 97 is a pretty interesting year like, it's not like oh i hope something happens we know it's going to be a, there's a lot of great stuff to come yeah
1: i mean i think i think in many ways 97 is the best year we'll cover between yeah, both sure yeah
0: so that's exciting we'll see how week to week it, it holds up but um all right check out everything we have to offer at the north south connection uh you can follow us on youtube which is if you're watching us here this is where we're at also on our uh, any podcatcher app or north south connection.com how's everything uh out there we're on twitter we're on tiktok instagram we're all over the place so to search north south connection uh thank you for your support smell the napalm we'll talk to you in a couple weeks I decide with a blue moon in your eyes Just us sing it now Woke up this morning Got a blue moon Got a blue moon in your eyes Listen to me, woke up this morning
1: The world turned upside down Loader of other things I'm gonna say I don't want to reflect sorry, blue moon in your eyes.